So good to see you guys. You guys are my favorite people. And you guys have totally ruined all my other relationships, too. <laughs> we, uh, you guys know I went to, uh, left a little bit, and we spent some time in Southern California and got to see some old friends and people, go to different churches. And I tell you, there's, there's nothing like this place. And uh, it's been so fun to be here and, and, you know, feeling like God's entrusted us, like, so many great things and just a, a place to meet and just to freely worship and man, like, gosh, God, what do you want? That's what we asked this spring. Like, Jesus, what do you want for us this summer? And we've done things where we've, like, gone through, like, picked a book of the Bible. We've gone verse by verse. I think we, like, set the record for most sermons on Ephesians ever. I think last summer is, like, nine years that we spent in Ephesians, which is great. And uh, we were like, God, what, what do you have for us? And part of it was the, the word for this year, which was corporate encounters, that we were transitioning as a body, that we would begin to experience Jesus together in a greater capacity. And if you've been around here longer than a week, you know that sometimes what happens is this place is just overwhelming people. We just experience God's presence here, and it's so powerful. But the, the product of that was not that, hey, we have a great band because we do, or we have great lights that turn on at exactly the right time because they often do. You know, like, those are great things, but you can have the most technically awesome service, everything go right, and just have just total lameness. That's the only word I can come up right there. <laughs> it's just, you know, like, it would, it would be so just dry and, like, give me something I can taste of Jesus, please. And so while... We, we, we feel like we're kind of running amok with, with this group and this community. We're like, God, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we, all, we, don't, we have no idea what we're doing. If you think that we have any plan, you're wrong, you know. And this spring, we're like, what are we going to do this summer? And it, it came very, very clear that in the season that God would want to give us kind of corporate encounters of his presence here in this place is that he was going to do some corporate equipping. And he, he very clearly laid it on our hearts that that uh, this is not an environment for a bunch of people to kind of partake and absorb. But it's a place where people got equipped because we're so transitionary. We have people that are coming in and out of college, in and out of careers, people that grew up here, people are here for a time, people are like, you know, in and out, right? We're, we're a place of transition. But that God is bringing people in so that he can send them out and, and that the mandate for us is that none of us have a job to lose, but it's like, why don't we equip as many people as we can and if we need to get out of the way for other people in this body, then we'll do that. But part of that was to alert and to bring our community into knowing that God has purposed every single one of us for a role to play. That the, the church body in this place should not be a, a pyramid where there's one person at the top, but it's an upside-down pyramid where we all are encouraging each other, we're all growing our strengths, and we all leverage each other, and we all work as a body together. And so tonight we're going to try and accomplish two kind of crazy things. The first is, is I'm going to tie all of our series together tonight. We've talked about the pastor, the prophet, the evangelist, the apostle, the teacher. We've talked about five ministry roles and giftings that God has given us in Christ because Christ is in us. And tonight we're going to try and, and show you how those are designed to be perfectly woven. That there might be somebody that's gifted in teaching, but there are hundreds of people that have different gifts that all need to come together. So we're going to try and do that. But first, and probably a little more ambitiously, we are going to try and give each one of us an opportunity to find out which are you. Are you the dream awakener? Are you, are you an apostle? Are you a heart revealer, which is a prophet? 
Are you a storyteller, which is the evangelist? Are you the soul healer, which is the pastor? Are you the light giver, which is the teacher? Which one are you? And if you missed uh, some of the weeks, no problem, we'll kind of briefly cover, but uh, you guys know I'm in business for myself and I make software for a living, so uh, figuring out like, okay, how can we do this kind of in a cool way that's easy? I made a software program that kind of tells us what we're giftings are, so we're gonna demo that tonight. Hopefully it doesn't explode on us. That's always the goal. Uh, so let me just kind of give a little brief context here and again go back to the word because if we're not in the word, we're, we're nowhere. This is Ephesians 4, 4, 11 through 12 and 14 and 16. It says, and he, this is God, gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. And as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects of him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted together and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper workings of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Essentially, let me, as concise as I can give it to you, that Jesus was the ultimate pastor. He was the ultimate apostle. He was the ultimate prophet. He was the ultimate teacher. He was the ultimate evangelist. And Jesus lives in us. And so his personality, his attributes, his character surely is to come out of us. I've been writing a whole lot recently about this kind of very nature, about how you know, a lot of churches, they're, they're kind of like nonprofit communities, you know, like there's nobody who's like hearing the heart of God and like sharing it. You know, nonprofit, I know it's kind of cheesy, but it's like, man, we're, we're, we're looking at church as this incomplete structure. We think of just church as a, you know, just a place to hear a sermon. It's a place to be equipped. And we're to equip each other. And uh, there's a guy, we're going to have him here in the fall. His name's J.R. Woodward. And he coined these terms, and it brings so much more light that the, instead of the apostle, the prophets and the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, he gave us the dream awakener, the heart revealer, the storyteller, the soul healer, and the teacher, which is the light giver. So if you missed any of those, they're all on our website. You can download them. You guys cool with that? But here's the basis. Here's how I want to wrap it up, is that you need everybody else in this room. You need everybody else. There are people you have not even met in this room that I believe God is destined for them to change your life. That God through Christ designed it that we would impact each other and change each other's life for the glory of God. That it should not ever come from one source, one person, one pastor, one teacher, but it should come through the building up of an entire body. And this is not an exhaustive list that we're going to talk about tonight. This is, this is not, you know, as I'm going to talk about how they all tie together, it's, it's not the, don't write a book on it. It's just it's a, a little tiny glimpse because I don't want to keep you here for 80 hours, okay? So, um, so I, first off, before we kind of get into this, the first thing I want to do tonight before I weave it all together is let's find out which giftings we are. Does that sound fun to you guys? Can you raise your hand if you have a smartphone? That has internet, sorry, I should say. Smartphone that has internet? Okay. Can you raise your hand if you do not have a smartphone with internet? Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the 21st century. I'm not trying to embarrass you guys. Uh, so we have uh, a whole bunch of paper, uh, can you believe that, paper exams? <laughs> this is not school. So uh, this is going to be really cool, I promise you. 
So what's going to be handed out right now, and so if, if you don't have a smartphone, can you raise your hand? We're not trying to embarrass you, we're just trying to hook you up, all right? So these things will be coming around because everybody who has a smartphone, the exam will be done for you like it'll tell you. So pass these out. There should be pens on the end tables. And don't, don't start until I can kind of give you a forewarning on this as well. Keep the hands up. So this is not a test you can fail. So nobody like is afraid of that, okay? It won't get to the end and be like, you blew it. So uh, I think we're almost there. All right, you guys ready? Okay, so if you have your smartphone, so everybody who else has their smartphone, uh, there's two web addresses you can go to. So the, the, the first one is epiclifeonline.com. So type it in your phone, open you know, the browser, the internet, go there, type in the address bar, epiclifeonline.com. And can you just say got it when you're there? You guys are way faster than me. Got it, got it, got it, okay. Dot com, dot com, because we're cool. Dot com, epiclifeonline.com. Does everybody got it? So far? So does everybody's screen look like this? It's our little mobile version. It's got some cool things on there. So mobile version, you're there. See like the two stars that say, take the ministry gifts test, right? So if you're there, trying to go slow for you guys. Hit that. Tap that. That sounds weird. Hit that. You know, like, no, darn it. You know what I'm saying. <sighs> That's going to be converted into a little sound bite that Jake's going to email me. I know it. All right. So, does everybody have that on their screen? All right, so don't start it yet, okay? Is everybody there? Is everybody not there? Everybody's there? Everyone's there. All right, so epiclifeonline.com, you can get to there. Now, those of you guys who have the, the paper test, here's what it's all about. There are 45 questions in here, and they are randomized, and they are strategically worded and phrased to try and trick you into revealing your gifts. So don't overthink it. Don't try and say, well, I really want to be this person and try and like jip the test, okay? When you read the question, don't be afraid to answer like a 10 or a 1. Don't spend too much time agonizing over it. It's intended for you to briefly read it and, and your gut assumption is either, yeah, that's me or no, that's not me. And it, it'll do much better if you're answering either 10s or 1s. If you go through the entire test answering 5s, uh, I don't know what will happen. So <laughs> something will happen apparently. So, uh, but if you read it and you're like, wow, that really, that really sounds like me. Maybe not, not 100%, but if you're like, wow, 90% of that sounds like me, answer it at a 9 or a 10, okay? So don't be afraid. Don't be like all humble, like, well, I don't know. I'm so humble. I'm just going to answer once for all of these. Don't do that. If that's your strength, own it. Because the only way that you are going to be used and have your giftings used is if you own your, your gifting. If you're unashamedly saying like, man, this is where I'm at. Use me. Right? Okay. So this will take about 10 minutes. It'll take about 10 minutes. And those who have it on the smartphones, you go through and it will tell you the end result for you. It'll, it'll calculate it all. 
And those who have the paper one, you have a little legend, you'll have to do some math, add up a couple of the totals. All right? So we're going to put on some worship music. Don't overthink it. Go for it. Oh, and real quick, anybody who's watching online right now or listening to the podcast, you can go directly to the test at fivefoldministrytest.com. All spelled out, fivefoldministrytest.com. That is the direct link to the exam if you're watching online or listening to the podcast now. All right, so we're going to let you be. Oh, don't cheat either. Everybody's, everybody's question is randomized. I'm going to stop talking, I promise. So don't be like, would you put for answer seven? It's all randomized. All right, I'm done. All right, can we go? We good? How many, uh, how many say like, wow, that was, that's pretty close. Anybody want to say like, well, let's be honest, <laughs> right? Okay. Raise your hand high. <laughs> All right, how many, so it gives you your top five. So, and one, one thing I want to mention, just because my silly little app says this, take that with a grain of salt, all right? Uh, you know, we have so many different life factors, so uh, don't let this totally radically change your world if it's not what you wanted. Like, don't, don't make a big deal of it. And also, don't have, like, gift envy, oh. right? Like, there is power in knowing that, wow, this is who God, like, kind of made me. If, that, if it really rung true, own it. Don't be like, well, I really want this, you know? And what I've also learned is that God also equips you also. He, like, can change you. I was never a teacher. I took a bunch of other, like, spiritual tests about, like, you know, should you be administrators? Should you have the gift of mercy? You know, these different things. And, I, like, the teaching thing was, like, always, like, in the toilet, you know? And so... <laughs> God can supersede a little silly app, you know, and he can grow you. So if you're bummed out about it, that uh, maybe you wanted something else, don't worry about it because we're now going to see how they all intertwine. Everyone is just as important. Everyone is just as vital. Everybody needs each other. Amen? Yes. All right. So first, I want to know uh, those who answered the, the little quiz and uh, Apostle or the Dream Awakener was their top. Can you raise your hand? Hi. You guys got to raise them high. Come on. Nice. Okay. What about the heart revealer, the prophet? Look out. Wow. Man, this is great. How about the storyteller, the evangelist? Yeah. I see a couple of you guys. I'm like, yeah, the test seems to maybe be a little accurate. What about the soul healer, the pastor? Hello, pastors. It's good to see you. How about the teachers, the light givers? Yeah? You guys preparing your sermons yet? <laughs> All righty. Sweet. So now keep that in mind. Keep your number one gift in mind because right now we're going to tie it all together. You guys ready? Hold on. Apostles, raise your hand. Dream awakeners. There's not many of you guys. Even on my little online stats, it is the smallest amount. All right? <laughs> but the apostles... Here's what an apostle is, or a dream awakener. You awaken people to their God-given calling and responsibilities, and you go alongside people so that that spiritual reality becomes a reality on this earth. Amen? 
Pretty cool. But you apostles, you need the prophets. Why? Because the prophets position hearts of people to embrace change and growth. So if you are an apostle, you really can't move someone to their God-given calling if their heart has not encountered the Father yet. You're not going to be able to reason somebody into their calling if their heart's not positioned. So you apostles, you need the heart revealers, you need the prophets to be revealing the heart of God in this group, in this community, in this world, so that people are like, yeah, God is in me. God is something that's intimate. I want more. And you yourselves, if you're an apostle, you also need the prophets because sometimes the journey walk alongside people is painful. Can I get an amen? Yes. <laughs> and so a heart revealer will help liberate your soul through that heartache to say, there is fruit that you're not seeing that you should take heart in because God sees it. Because the journey of, a, of an apostle sometimes is, is also racked with, with failure, with, with like frustration and annoyance, and you want to beat the living, you know. No, but, you know, it can be frustrating when you walk alongside people. And so the heart revealer, the prophet, comes alongside the apostle and says, man, there's so much fruit you can't even see. Take heart, persevere, be patient. And it also, that the prophet, when it comes with the apostle, will help uh, affirm and confirm when a season is ending. Yeah. That there, is, uh, there are seasons all of us come into and out of, and sometimes the heart of God is a changing, it, it, it moves to different seasons depending on our growth, and so the heart revealer will tell you and help you release you into new seasons. You apostles, you also need the evangelists because the evangelists, they are the storytellers, and they foster curiosity, interest, and hunger for relationship with God. You can't tell people, come over and be transformed by the living God if they're not interested at all. If they've never heard the story of someone's transformation, you're, you're going to be wasting your breath. So you need the evangelist. Evangelists, I'll raise your hand. You guys need to be out there. You need to be telling the transformations of people. Don't make it about five easy steps to salvation. That, that's great, but you can find that on Wikipedia. What you can't find on Wikipedia is the transformation of people's hearts and souls. You need to be out there telling the miracles of people's hearts that have, have, that have come into reality because of Jesus. And so if, if the evangelists aren't out cultivating that curiosity, cultivating that energy and that hunger and that interest for God, the apostle has nobody to bring alongside and bring forward. And the apostles, you yourselves, you need the storytellers or the, or the evangelists because they help celebrate every victory right? You evangelists, you're, you're the storytellers. You are, you are celebrating. Wow, I talked to a guy tonight, and he's telling me about all the victory he's had in like 24 hours, right? We should be like popping champagne for like the victories of these 24 hours because it builds encouragement. And so if we don't have the, the people telling the stories of those victories, then other people aren't going to come forward into it. You apostles, you also need teachers. Teachers, where are you at? higher. Come on, teachers. Because here's key, right? That, that, okay, all the apostles get to like walk the transformation, but the teachers here, you get to put the transformation in the light of the biblical truths. 
you get to say that transformation for transformation's sake is not enough. We don't just change because we want to change, because we want to be a little different. Though that's not bad, but we change because we've been called to a higher standard of glory. We are being continually made into the image of God. And so your job as the teacher is to come alongside people who are in the progress of transformation and reveal the scriptures and reinforce in it. It's not because you feel like it's not because you signed up for something. It's because God mandates your transformation because he loves you, because he wants to make you a new creation. You walk in it and you reveal the biblical truths for that. Amen? You apostles, you also need pastors, the soul healers. Why? Because the soul healers give a complementary approach to reaching wholeness. There are a lot of questions where pastor and apostle are very, very similar because they, they work with people in very similar realms. But there's a difference, is that pastors typically are a lot more patient than the apostles. <laughs> and we all need transformation, right? But sometimes... God is, is so gracious. He's like, man, the people who burn other people out, I've given a gift for the people who burn people out. <laughs> it's somebody else who, who's able to come alongside and they're able to endure. Don't, if, if you're working with somebody and you're like, I, I just, I can't do it anymore. Don't be afraid. Like, that's okay. And if you're somebody that has never-ending patience, you are just zen of patience. It is because God has given you the capacity to endure. And somebody needs someone with the capacity to endure their journey. So you apostles who you're like the, I'm going for it. We're, we're deadlines, follow-up, all that stuff. If you can't hang with that, which a lot of people can't, that's totally fine. The pastors, the soul healers are there to come and, and lead you. It's equally as important. And apostles, you also need other apostles. Why? Because we wouldn't have any apostles if we didn't have other apostles, right? Like if apostles are calling you into your awakening and your identity, like who is being called forth? So we need, we need the apostles. We need the people that are awakening dreams to awaken other dream awakeners. Are you feeling me? Prophets, where are you? Heart revealers? You already know, knew I said that, right? I was going to say that. Heart revealers, prophets, who are you? You reveal the heart of God and the heart of people. You call people to live in the new social order with God. What does that mean? It means that Christ died on the cross, that we would abolish the temple, that God is no longer a place where we have to go behind a curtain, that we have to go to a secret place where one person who's really righteous, who didn't eat meat for a really long time, can go into one place. The heart revealer is like the new social order now is Christ is in us. On our, teach, on our teaching of the, uh, the prophet, remember the Old, Old Testament prophet, they're, they're kind of weird. You know, they're like, they're tormented because they know what's going to happen. And they're like, you better get right because ju God's judgment's going to come and you're going to get worked. You know, I'd be a bummer. Like you, you are like Debbie Downer all the time, you know. <laughs> God's judgment's going to come, you know. And that was the Old Testament paradigm. So if you're a prophet, don't be like, man, that sucks. It's awesome because the prophet this day and age says God's judgment already came. And instead of getting righteous, you are righteous. You are to be the one who goes out and tells people because of what Jesus did on the cross that we look to Philippians 3 and says, I don't have a righteousness of my own, but I am found in Christ and his righteousness. And so therefore walk according to your righteousness because you are clothed with Christ and he is righteous. You don't need to worry about the judgment. The judgment was done on the cross. Don't tell Jesus that he needs to get back up on the cross again. It was done once for all. Once for all. And so the heart revealers are there to be out like, God's not going to smite you. 
God took out all his entire judgment, every single ounce of judgment. He, he penalized sin. He did away with sin one time on the cross. And so as a heart revealer, you are calling forward people out of fear. You are calling them out of condemnation. You're pulling them out of shame because of that spiritual reality. And you prophets, you need pastors. Why? Because pastors do a great thing. They help people relax. They help people have fun. They help make a safe place. If you don't feel safe, you probably aren't going to hear from God. It's important that pastors and soul healers, that, that, that when we come and like people feel like they're, they're welcome, they have a belonging, when that feeling is present, they really can hear from God. And so you heart revealers, you, you prophets, you walk into a presence where there's a welcoming atmosphere. Because if you ever try to talk to somebody that doesn't want to talk to you, it doesn't work too well. But they're like, I hate you already. Don't talk to me. And you prophets, you also need pastors yourself because we are all broken, right? We are all on a journey of wholeness. And if you are, uh, are broken, you are in need of a soul healer. You are in needing of your soul to be repaired because wholeness produces more clarity in the voice of God. That our brokenness sometimes can taint the voice of God. You ever hear someone that says like, this is what God says, and it's like wretched? You're like, God doesn't say those things. Like, what Bible are you reading, you know? And it's sometimes because our brokenness can completely change the frequency in which how we hear God. Are you with me? And so soul healers, you pastors, you're there for the prophets because the prophets need to hear right. They need to be whole. They need to be receiving and not being tainted by our brokenness. Prophets, you also need teachers because the teachers need to be proclaiming that hearing from God is normal. How about that? How about all the people like, I don't hear from God, really? Kind of says clearly that my sheep will hear my voice, so what do you think about that, you know? Like the teacher needs to be out there setting the expectation that intimacy with God is normal Christian activity. How about one day that the whole like, oh, they're very spiritual or hyper-spiritual goes away to become like, that's pretty normal. There is, there is, there's some shift in this group, I don't know when it happened, but there was a shift probably about eight or ten months ago when there was enough people that were whole enough, they were hearing from God enough that totally changed the entire atmosphere. And you guys know who you are. And so we proclaim that intimacy with God and relationship with him and dialogue with him is normal Christian activity. And so the teachers need to be out there telling that. And the teachers are also needed to the prophets themselves because sometimes God speaks in referencing what he has already spoken. Are you with me? That, that sometimes God will speak to us now by what he already did in the past and what he's already said through his word. And so the teachers kind of help understand, have the word, have us understand what God has already done, said, what he's, he's painted the picture for us so that the heart revealers, the prophets, they can interpret it for the present time. You prophets, you also need the apostles because a word from God is like a seed that gets cast out. And the apostles come and they help work it in. So you can have a, an amazing word from God. People are like, whoa, that was just like what I needed to have. And then you can go home and like turn on bachelor pad and totally lose it all, right? Like the apostles are meant to come alongside and to hear, what did you hear from God? Because I'm going to come and make sure that that becomes a reality in your life. Just because you heard from God through somebody else or someone doesn't mean that that's going to happen without any intervention by yourself. Sometimes it's a mandate to say, get your act together and let's, let's go. Here's where you need to go. It's not, this has already been done. 
Oftentimes, God is foretelling your future through heart revealers, through the prophets. And the dream awakeners, those apostles, they come and help make that a reality with you. The prophets also need evangelists because, again, we need to be telling the stories from God in our community. When people hear from God, we need to celebrate it. We need to, to, to bask in those moments where people encounter the living God in powerful ways and transformational ways, and that, we need to be celebrating that. We need to be sharing it. We need to be building up a faith because what that does is like, wow, if I'm not experiencing that, I want that. You know, like, you're driving your car and you're fine with your car and then your friend pulls up in a brand new car and like, I really want a new car. You know, it's like the same thing. So the evangelists, as God is moving and God is revealing his heart, you need to be proclaiming the new cars. Everyone's got a new car when they're connecting with a God. And prophets, you need other prophets as well because they will confirm your gifting and they will also call you out of the shadows. Because sometimes... You know, if, if you're feeling like you're hearing from God, you're like, am I hearing from God or is that that burrito I ate this afternoon? I don't know. And other prophets will be able to confirm what is stirring in your heart and be able to give uh, uh, a solidifying effect to it and, and pulling you forward like, wow, that's God. That's not indigestion. Come on. And so you need to be interacting with other prophets because they're going to help confirm who you are. Teachers, where are you at? The hands are getting lower. Teachers, where are you at? Come on. All right, you guys, you shed light on the scriptures and help us, everyone, become transformed by the scriptures so that we become the scriptures. If for some crazy reason that every single Bible was instantly vanished, that we have no record, the Bible should be a living example in all of our lives. Everybody should know everything about the Bible through the lives that we live. Because Jesus was the word, the word that who became flesh, Right? And then Jesus is in us, and so our flesh becomes Jesus who's the word, his righteousness. So we begin to embody the word of God the more that we can form to Christ's image. And so your job is to help reveal the scriptures for us, help us embody them. And you, the teachers, you need the pastors because teaching the word will reveal lies in people's lives. Catch that? Teaching the word will reveal lies that we believe in our lives. And sometimes that, that reveals our brokenness. And so if you're a great teacher, that doesn't mean that you have to be a counselor too. I mean, some people do that both. Some people are able to touch to a soul as much as they are to preach a word, but it doesn't always happen both. And so sometimes your calling as a teacher is just to release the truth. Let the truth stand on its own. Let people come into knowledge of that truth. Let it like show them I'm believing a lie about God and let the soul healers come and bring wholeness in their life. You also need pastors yourselves because you teach through your either wholeness or your brokenness. I remember being, being broken in areas of my life and my teaching stuck, just like was terrible. It was awful. And as I, begot, as I, as I became more whole, suddenly my teaching became more holistic of who God is. And so we need to have pastors and people in our lives that can help bring that clarity for us because we, we teach through that. You'll only be as good of a teacher as you are whole. So the more whole you get, you don't have to be the smartest person. But I'll take someone who's whole, who's free in Christ any day over any credential, any PhD. Teachers, you also need apostles so that people can take the seed of teaching again and produce fruit. Hearing the truth becomes doing the truth. So if you want your teaching to actually have an effect on people, you need to know who the apostles are. 
You need to be instrumental. You need to be working with them. You need to be on like the same page. And so as you are, are teaching that you are cognizant of those who are around that are going to try and work that truth into the body of the community. And teachers, you need apostles yourself so that you can understand the significance of your calling to teach the word. Sometimes it's easy for us to reduce our significance. And if you're a teacher, you need to know that, that having the stewardship of a microphone or even just one set of ears is so important. So an apostle will help you realize that and walk in that. Teachers, you also need evangelists. Because the evangelists, again, they are the storytellers, right? They're telling the great transformations of God's revelation. They're telling the great transformations of people's hearts. They are telling the stories of all the bondage and things that are breaking. And so that gives you your audience. That gives you the climate and the, the spirit of expectation in which you are to teach too. It is really difficult to teach into an environment where everybody's sour and nobody is interested in hearing anything. They're clearly not there for the word or the teaching. They're probably there for the pizza. We've been there. But when people are hearing about the awesome things, suddenly the effectiveness of your teaching becomes a lot more powerful because people have that spirit of expectation. They, they feel like, wow, something awesome is going to happen. God is doing great things, and so I'll go. And so you hear the exact same message at the Frozen Chosen Church, and no one's getting worked. But you come here, and people like, Jesus loves you. Amen. And we will have like the greatest like altar service ever. You know, it's like amazing because the spirit of expectation based on the stories is alive here. So you need the evangelists. And teachers, you need uh, prophets because prophets do a powerful thing is they help give contextualization. They help give reference. They help give temperature direction about what's going on here. As you are learning to study, God, what is the truth that I should share? The prophets are going to help give you the temperature of what the hearts really need here, what the heart for God is here. And so what the most powerful word we ever had came from a heart revealer, a prophet saying that we need to sow into identity. And we have essentially been still there because identity has proved to be the most pivotal issue of everybody in our generation and our our range, like we, we need to have people that are renewing themselves to who Christ really calls them. And teachers, you need other teachers because we learn from example. You will repeat the same bad mistakes from people you learn from. But if we're, we're learning from good people, then we're going to become similar to them in what they do good and what they do bad. But you will be on a much longer journey if you're not working with other people that are in the same uh, area of strength too. So don't feel like you're like, I always feel like I'm always talking so much. Find the other people who like to talk a lot and go talk a lot together. That works a lot better. <laughs> Hands high, evangelists. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you tell the story of God through the story of your life. You tell the story of God through the story of your life. You help everyone else understand that we are part of a grander story of God. You are not limited to John 3.16 reciting what happened in history. You are a storyteller. You thrive off of telling the details. You are engaging. You can communicate. You can hold people's attention. You are interesting. Amen? Because you are a storyteller. You think you talk a lot, but when you're talking about Jesus, it's never enough. 
when you're talking about the workings of God, when you're talking about his goodness, when you're talking about the transformation, we can't get enough of that. And what do you do? You need pastors. Because pastors, when you are sharing the news, you are bringing people in. I can't tell you how many people I've met randomly that are like, yeah, I met Crystal on like the corner of a street, you know, that was like waiting for a bus. You're like, I feel like I'm always meeting people that, you know, well, one time I was in the bathroom and I met this girl named Crystal. You know, it's like everywhere. <laughs> it's like, right? <laughs> I love it. But if they come in here, if they've heard amazing things and we are total jerks, we don't include people, we don't give them a sense of belonging, we don't give them a sense of family and purpose as pastors do, then they are going to balance and they're out of here. So as evangelists, you're bringing people in, you pastors, you need to be welcoming people into the family. You need to be encouraging them, making them feel belong. Make them feel like they belong. (laughs) Because when we feel accepted, we can take off our masks. Anybody amen to that? When you feel accepted, you're not trying to pretend anymore. and, And where's all the pastors again? Can I encourage you guys, like, we are never impressed by anybody's sin. Amen? Like, we give so much power to condemnation, we're like, whoa, that's really bad. Like, that's not the heart of God. The heart of God is like, you know, I thought about that when I went to the cross. Good for you. I had a clause for that in the blood of Jesus. And so when we take the sting away from condemnation and from sin, suddenly people feel like, I can be in this community. I can be part of this family. Don't be impressed by people's sin, by people's shame. So evangelists, you need to be working hand in hand with pastors because you will be talking until you're blue in the face and having nobody ever come back. And you'll be so bummed because what you experienced and what people experienced didn't line up. And you evangelists, you also need pastors because you yourselves need to be whole. You can tell the wrong story. How many people are out there that think they're holding a sign on the corner thinking that that's evangelism? That's the wrong story. It's like, bro, you missed a whole lot in the Bible there. So if we are not being restored of our own souls, we're going to be telling the wrong story. Evangelists, you also need the prophets who are the heart revealers because the story of God is that God pursues his people. If you're not telling the story that God pursues his people and God is intimate God, that God is, is in us and he's intimate, he's in a good mood all the time, then we're wasting our time. The prophets help give that first encounter with people that need the presence of God for the first time. It's amazing how many uh, people come into quote-unquote relationship with Christ, meaning that they raised a hand in service. Maybe they went forward. Maybe they attended a a well-intended conference. Thank you. Event. Surprised the word I was looking for. That they raised a hand, right? And now that's relationship with Jesus? Like the heart revealer, the prophet, you need to come alongside those who are entering into the kingdom for the first time and hook up their phone. If, if people are being brought into here and they are so-called so Christians and they aren't hearing from the voice of God, then we've, we've totally misconnected where the evangelist and the prophet come together. Because the prophet's like, welcome to the family, let's hook up that phone. God's got an unlimited data plan for you. You know, that's what we all want to hear. That's right. And you, evangelists, you yourself need prophets because it's important that you yourself hear the voice of God. 
Because sometimes God is going to change the direction you're going. He's going to change your message. He's going to change the circumstance. He's going to change your approach. And so if you're out telling the story, sometimes you've got to be ready to have uh, plans change on the fly. Evangelists, you also need teachers. Because people who are coming into the kingdom of God, they need the truth of God to reinforce what they are pursuing. People don't pursue things for the sake of pursuing them. They pursue them because they matter. And so teachers help bring substance to the calling of God. They help reinforce it and anchor you. You yourselves need teachers because you need to understand that the truth of God is that you can understand the personal story of God in light of your story. That the teacher will help all the evangelists know that you don't need to be the best Bible scholar. You just need to tell a really good story about the mercy of Jesus, about his goodness, about how his great transformations work. Evangelists, you need apostles Because after someone comes to Christ, they begin a journey that says this, who am I in Christ? There are so many weird things that the Bible says if you're a first-time Christian. I'm a new creation, that's weird. Christ dwells within me, that's weird. You know, like there's, I am seated in heavenly places, that's weird. So as you have people coming into the kingdom, we need to have apostles who answer that question. You are called to be a child of God. You've got your pass. You're in. You're in the family. You feel welcome. Now let's discover your calling. You are called to know the king. That's all that matters. And you yourselves need apostles so that you can be equipped, strategic, and embody the story yourself. The apostles help you become the story. You evangelists, you need to be in a relationship with somebody who is not impressed with you that spurs you on, that refines you, that makes you whole because you are carrying the story of God. It's so important. Soul healers, last one. You guys ready? Pastors, can you raise your hand? Pastors. Yeah. Pastors, who are you? You are a shepherd and you have a deep care for the flock and you do something so important as you bring people into wholeness. You bring people into wholeness. Apostles bring people into wholeness. Evangelists bring people into wholeness. But you, you labor with their hearts more than anybody else, I believe. That you are helping reconcile them. But you need all the other gifts as well. Pastors, you need the prophets because the pathway to to wholeness is intimacy in the presence of God in your own life. You cannot share what you have not received yourself. You will be making broken people if you are broken. (laughs) And if you don't know the heart of God, you're going to be making people who don't hear the heart of God. You're going to be replicating what you have already. And so, pastors, you need prophets. You, You need to be able to transcend a great book, the five love languages. You need to be able to transcend strength finders. You need to be able to transcend boundaries. You need to, like, all that stuff. It needs to be about that in my process for repairing souls, in the process for restoring people, comes the voice of God. We have an amazing counselor. She is such a brilliant woman, and she is is intellectually smart to no ends, but she hears the voice of God, and the words that she says are covered in the voice of God. It makes such a big difference. So you pastors, you need to be working with the prophets to make sure your phone's got a good connection, to make sure that you're hearing God's voice to make sure that your words are coded in his voice. And you yourself, you need prophets because you oftentimes also need a reminder of the fruit in your life. 
and of the people that you're studying with and journeying with. Pastors, you also need apostles because you need to take control of your personal journey to wholeness. The most weird thing that I can think of in the entire world is you have the most dysfunctional people, they want to be counselors. I'm like, I don't know how this works. Like, anybody like recognize that phenomenon? Like, the people that have like the biggest financial train wrecks, they want to be financial planners. Like, I don't get this. <laughs> it's amazing. And if we, as the pastors, if you are not being refined into being the best pastor, the best soul healer yourself, if you're not on that journey, then you're going to be making broken people yourself. Pastors, you also need teachers because they help you know the specific truths of God that matter and how to counter the lives of Satan. When people say, I don't hear the voice of God, they don't have a five-step program problem. You realize that? They have a lie problem. A pastor, if you are working with somebody, you need to be able to know the scriptures to know what a lie is and what the truth is. If we're always limited ourselves to clever human wisdom of just enter this program, just do these three steps, just say these 25 prayers, just do this, just get this filter. If you are always addressing the symptoms, you will never solve the problem. I tell you what, that the, the problem with anything, drunkenness, pornography, any addiction, it's not the addiction. You're just medicating the symptoms. You're never solving the problem. So the, the, the soul healers, you, like you will, will be partnering with people to break every bondage, every addiction by repairing their soul, not giving them solutions, not giving them steps, but by encountering the lie of God. When you look at that struggle, you look at that person, you look at that brokenness, your goal is to look and find out what is the lie that Satan has so wrapped you up in. Let's address that lie. And when you find that lie, you need to be equipped with the truth of God because the truth shall set you free. That was cool. So soul healers, you need to be working hand in glove to make sure you know the truth because people are bound by a lot of lies. Pastors, you need the evangelists because every journey to wholeness is celebrated. It needs to be shared. It builds encouragement. And so as people allow their personal victories, you're, you're the people that understand people's transformation and their their journey, we need to be bringing that up to the surface and sharing it again. And finally, pastors, you need other pastors. Because, again, if we are broken people, we will continue to make broken people. We as a body need to be strengthening ourselves on a journey towards wholeness using all these giftings. We need to be filled with the truth. We need to have the heart of God present and alive and speaking to us. And we need to be active. We need to become who we're supposed to be. So I hope this all kind of makes sense. Is this kind of all jiving? Do you guys understand that even if you didn't get a certain role, if my little silly test did give you something that didn't seem right, that you understand it doesn't matter which one you are, that you are so significant to every other role and, and we all minister together. Are you with me? So I'm going to welcome the uh, worship band back up. We're going to just go into a time of ministry. Right now we're going to sing I have no idea how long we're going to sing for, but the important thing is not that we sing the important thing, is that we deal with the Lord. That we allow our hearts to be changed. Up in front here, our ministry team, we have pastors, we have prophets, we have evangelists, we have everybody. It's a, this whole smorgasbord of all the ministry gifts, right? All in one. And we are here ready to have everybody come into their giftings. 
No one has, no one has a stranglehold on this particular role. Our, I tell you the truth, my heart truly is that all of us become empowered, equipped, and sent, and used. More importantly, used. We're not going to equip you here just to go somewhere else because we're insecure. We're going to equip you to use you here. If you go somewhere else, so be it. Awesome. Like, we can't wait to celebrate that too. But you are to be equipped and trained and used here so that you would be effective wherever you go. Let's all stand.